0: Welcome to uh, Recovery Unplugged. Um, Here at America's Keswick, uh, Chaplain Juan and I, both uh, the directors of our addiction recovery programs, want to come to you weekly and just share um, just some encouragement and some ways to help you walk through some difficult things that we believe uh, God has the answer for and that he desires to uh, heal you from. Today's topic is depression. And, uh, you know, I hate to start with bad news, but let me give you some statistics about depression. Um, in 2016, that's really our most recent study. Uh, it takes a while for all the numbers to catch up. Almost 18 million Americans struggled with depression. Um, that is is eight, a little over 8% of the adult population. Um, that's a lot. And of those um, 18 million, there's 80% uh, say that their depression was significant enough to cause problems in work, with relationships, in the home uh, and that the depression was in some way, form kind of debilitating. Now in 2018, again, a more um, current statistic, uh, it's an estimated 48,000 Americans died by suicide. Uh, Now you need to know in 2018, that's up 35% from 1999. So since the turn of the century, uh, our numbers are um, growing as far as uh, suicide in the United States. You know, it is the second leading cause of death for those 10 to 34 year old. And for those that are 35 to about 55, 60, it's the third leading cause of death. The only thing that comes before that for youth are basically accidents, uh, injuries and accidents that happen um, without any warning. So if we look at this, that's a serious problem. Um, That we're talking about a pandemic now, but depression is becoming uh, as great, if not already greater than uh, what COVID has done uh, to all of us. So then you say, well, why are we talking about depression if we're talking about um, addiction recovery? Well, um, depression is one of the gateways to addiction. Uh, a third of all of those that struggle with addiction also struggle with depression. Um, and so that's, about, so that's about four million adults. Uh, addiction recovery requires that we receive healing from that which actually caused or creates the addiction. Uh, We believe here at America's Keswick that uh, it's not behavior modification in order to overcome addiction, but it's the deeper work. It's the deeper healing that we really need the healing from. Uh, In many ways, we say addiction is not really the issue or the problem. The problem lies in uh, what causes us to reach for the addiction or the substances. And the interesting thing is depression itself is also considered a secondary event. In other words... For the most part, depression is caused because of other things, and it's how we have chosen or our body has chosen to respond to it. So there's a real ripple effect. So true emotional and spiritual healing from addiction comes by looking at things like how we handle depression, why we're depressed, and working on uh, allowing God to come and heal those parts of us. So I talked about COVID. So let's talk about the fact that COVID has and depression uh, kind of go together. Uh, a recent study uh, by the uh, by a medical journal said that the prevalence of depression symptoms are now up threefold since pre-pandemic. So you're saying? So we're saying about a year ago, um, depression is up now three times the amount. Uh, And we are still expecting that to continue to increase. Um, I don't know about you, but we're all kind of getting tired of this and uh, if it comes back and the winter goes as predicted, um, they're expecting that that is going to have more and more effect on everyone's mood and views. Uh, A traumatic event. this pandemic is now being considered a traumatic event because it has totally changed lives in ways that no one had control over. Uh, so PTSD is going to become a universal outcome of this pandemic. Uh, and of course, you say all of that, then you it goes to, again, it leads to the fact that suicide is um, on the increase, although it's speculative at this point, but call centers are experiencing a 65% increase in crisis calls because of what COVID has done in people's lives and our environment. Um, You know, it's gonna be time before we really know the full effects, but depression is uh, alive, it is well, uh, it is thriving, and there are many, many, many that are struggling. And if you're one that struggles, now I'm here to tell you, especially if you're a Christian, that being depressed is not a sin, uh, that just getting more spiritual and praying is not, you know, it's not a quick fix. Uh, that it's a real event, and, and I want to talk to you about that. Um, it's real. What causes it? Um, why? Why does it happen in our lives? Well, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, one, we already talked about, is trauma, uh, wounds to our soul. Uh, trauma is a is a wound to our our deep soul. Uh, And one of the next podcasts I'm going to do, I'll be doing it on identifying our wounds. Um, And so when we have wounds to our soul and we're ripped apart on the inside, um, that's that's cause for being sad, that's cause for feeling hopeless or trapped or out of control. Um, Genetics. Uh, Studies show that about 5% of those that struggle with mental health issues, depression being one of them, Uh, It's about 5% that this is actually genetic, that there is something in your genetic makeup that will have you lean that way, just like our personalities. You know, we all know people that are more emotional than us or deeper thinkers than us or are more sensitive to us. Uh, Genetics may play uh, a role in that in some ways. Life circumstances, difficulties in relationships, losses, job losses, job struggles, um negative uh, job environments, um, our finances, um, and illness, um, dealing with a bad diagnosis, a hard diagnosis, or having family members that are sick, Uh, those are all life circumstances that really, really, really can weigh us down and just kind of, I always say it kind of takes the air um, out of our bubble. Um, another cause is there's some brain structure that can happen, can happen due to medications that we take. It can happen from a fall or an injury. Uh, so sometimes the brain itself um, gets sick and it can, one of the side effects could be uh, some causes of depression. Um, for others, you may say, well, I don't have any of those. Well, maybe you have a medical condition. Uh, people that don't sleep regularly, uh, that is a cause because your brain and your entire being Uh, rejuvenates itself at night. Uh, If you experience chronic pain, uh, Lyme's disease is a common uh, factor in dealing with depression. And if you're from New Jersey, maybe, uh, maybe you should get tested for Lyme's disease, Uh, autoimmune disorders, um, hormonal issues also all play into uh, causes of struggling with depression in our lives. So I hope you see that there are so many different reasons. And if anybody wants to give you a quick answer or a quick solution, uh, remember that there are a lot of different reasons. And if you don't explore those reasons, you may go after the wrong solution. Um, so how do you know? How do you know if you might be having depression? How do you know if a friend might be depressed? There are some very common things to look at and um, I'm not gonna talk much about this, but I'm gonna just kind of them out here for you. Uh, changes in sleep. Uh, erratic sleep. Changes in sleep pattern. Changes in appetite. Um, lack of concentration and thinking. And these are all assuming you had going from what you were to where you are now. Uh, loss of energy. Um, very lethargic. Uh, lack of interest in things. Lack of interest in the things you used to love to do and enjoy doing. Um, low self-esteem, that's a, I know we have a lot of different views on that term, but that's just really beating yourself up on the inside. Just you know, devaluing yourself and, um, you know, just thinking very low of yourself and your abilities and where you fit in with the world. Uh, f- which feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. you just feel like, I'm not going to get out of this. I'm stuck. There is no hope. Why bother? Um, A little bit of Eeyore comes out in all of us then. Um, You stop participating in social activities. Uh, Maybe you're experiencing a lot of physical aches, pains, headaches, nausea, digestive issues, all of those physical things. Those are sometimes uh, key components of dealing with depression. Um, And of course, thoughts of death. You begin, and it might shock you that you're even thinking about the fact that why, why am I here? Uh, Why should I be here? And if you are there, I want you to call immediately. Get some help. Uh, Reach out, call 911, uh, look up your local uh, PESS in, uh, and and get some help. There's a suicide hotline out there. Uh, Reach out. Um, Those are just some common. They don't all have to occur. Just any one of them that varies and deviates from what's the norm for you could mean that they're uh, is some, something inside of you that you need to talk about and work through and process. Um, so again, I'm gonna repeat this. Here's the problem, you don't just snap out of it. So if anybody says to you, oh, you're depressed, just snap out of it. Just go do something different, you'll be fine. Uh, maybe you've already heard that. Um, the problem is depression drains your energy, it drains your hope, it drains your drive, and it makes it difficult to take any of the steps that make you feel better. It's not as easy as just going and doing it differently. Um, It's like a catch 22. The things that will help you the most are gonna be the things that are gonna be most difficult to do to walk your way out of depression. It's a lot like, um, I don't like skiing and I, I, because I never liked having to take all the energy to get up the hill just to slide back down it, or tubing and you, you have to walk up the hill and carry all that and you're down in no time. Um, that's what depression is like. You can find yourself down in no time and hardly even know how you got down, but getting back up again is not an easy task. So I said it wasn't a sin. You know, depression in scripture, The Bible is actually full of um, words of hopelessness and despair. And, uh, you know, we know that Elijah, a great man of God, we know in 1 Kings that he was very much afraid. He had a high experience. He he was on the mountaintop, and the next thing you know, he is running for his life. And he finds himself out in the desert under a broom tree, and all he wants to do is he prays that God would just take his life. Um, That's, you know, the immediate high to the absolute low. Why? Because he was afraid for his life. Um, and then in David, a man after God's own heart, a man that always strived to seek God's best. And yeah, he made some mistakes. Um, but a third of the Psalms that he wrote um, are all Psalms of Lament that really pour out his desperation and his hurt and his isolation and his pain and his wondering if things are ever going to change. You know, For them and for others in scripture, depression feels like a tribulation. It feels like uh, a task that um, we just can't get through. Um, The the worthlessness, the helplessness, the guilt, the shame, um, moods of pessimism and moods of anger, uh, moods of uh, withdrawal and isolation and sadness and hurt. Um, That's a lot to carry. But you know, God promises us that he's overcome these experiences. Uh, John 16, thir- says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Um, and God does promise that. But like David says in Psalm 40, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock, gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. You no, know, it's a patient process with God. Again, not an instant, quick fix. Psalm 34, 17 and 18 says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles, because the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. I don't know about you, but um, when I'm really struggling, it's always good to know that God knows, God hears, God sees, God understands. I mean, one of the best images I ever have is, is that God calls himself, I am the God who um, sees, that he sees us in our most broken and most vulnerable Uh, and he really does want to come near to us and to sit by us so that he can help walk us out of it. So first step is recognize that you need help, recognize that it's legitimate and that depression won't just go away on its own. Um, Sometimes it does, but most of the time it takes energy and effort and help. So the first step then is finding hope and purpose in God. Uh, Matthew Stanford, who is a great, um, brilliant Christian um, counselor and uh, doctor, he, he wrote this in his book, Grace for the Afflicted. So David found relief from his suffering in God's unchanging character, infinite faithfulness and unconditional love. David took his sorrow and pain to God, and there is found a foundation of hope from which he could rebuild. Hope that transcends our circumstances, even depression, is only available in the loving God who created us, sustains us, and made a way for us to be in an eternal relationship with him. So we, we know about Christ is our solid rock. He's the firm foundation. And as we talked before, a lot of causes of depression is that firm foundation underneath us has been you know, taken away by some storm. And so if we go back to Christ's first and begin the foundation, then he can come back, restore the walls, and um, rebuild the rest of our lives, and our soul can be healed. So what are some practical steps next? Well, besides realizing that Christ is the answer, we need to reach out and talk to somebody. Get help. Don't do this in silence. A pastor, a friend, a counselor, a crisis center, whatever you need. On top of that, join a support group. Keswick has two for both men and women on Monday nights uh, or any support group. Even join a Bible study in your church. Get with people who will encourage you and pray with you. Uh, Get out, get moving, don't isolate. As much as that's gonna be hard and you might not even enjoy it, isolation is only going to feed the depression. Um, volunteer, scripture says that when we serve in a good measure, we actually receive back. Uh, and oftentimes that's what it will take because it gets us beyond our um, our hurts and, and helps move the focus to a different place. Um, I always encourage anybody who ever comes to me to talk about that, I always say, get an exam, go find out from your doctor first if there's anything medically going on that can be treated medically through, um, you know, some illness that, that there is an actual uh, cure for. Watch your stress level. Uh, step back from some responsibilities that might be overburdening you. Um, balance sleep. Um, there's a lot about how to help you do that. Um, exercise, get out and walk. Um, one of the best things we can do is just walk and allow our body to do some of its own healing through its releasing of um, the hormones and and are happy. What God has allowed our body to teach itself to do: um, eat healthy, make sure make yourself eat, uh, hard steps, but not impossible steps. And know you are not alone. As I started off in the beginning, this is. Many people have experienced it. This is a definite um, struggle for many people, especially today uh, in 2020 in America. So no, you're not alone. Um, and I want to leave you and I, and I want to always leave you with something just to kind of give you even more to grab onto. And June Hunt, I love June Hunt stuff. Uh, she's got some uh, really good books out there, and she really walks you through very basic steps um, that you can grab hold of to do. And she gives, uh, says, I want to help you conquer um, depression. So this is, they very simple things that you can do to just help you see that there is a way out. And first she says, you need to confront the losses in your life. Um, Grieve. This is learning to grieve. This is learning to understand how life hasn't turned out the way we've hoped it would for for any of us, especially 2020. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have had many dreams and things that you thought would be different this year, and they're not. Offer your heart to God. Receive His forgiveness. Maybe it's uh, sins and guilt and shame. Uh, God is there to forgive. Um, Get on your knees and offer your heart to God, and He will forgive. Uh, and you can be cleansed. Uh, Nurture the thought of God's love and care for you. Um, He loves you, he cares for you, he cares for the brokenhearted, he understands what's going on. He is the God who sees, the God who knows, the God who hears, the God who heals. Um, Sit in that, that's what David did. Read the Psalms, David always reminds us of who God is in his laments. Um, Quit negative thinking and self-talk. Uh, just this morning here at Barbara's Place, we were talking about the need to live in with an attitude of gratitude, uh, that we need to rejoice and um, walk in the blessings of God and what we do have in Him uh, and what He has given us. Um, it might be that you need to understand God's purpose and pain, and instead of asking how calm or um, you begin to ask God, say, show me, teach me. Um, why and what I'm supposed to learn, and what you'd like to teach me through this. Uh, exchange your hurt then for Thanksgiving. Um, whatever pains or hurts people have done to you, um, allow God because Christ knows he is a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Um, and first and above all else, remember that God is sovereign over everything. He is sovereign over COVID, He's sovereign over what's happened in your lives. Uh, And that might be hard to swallow sometimes. Um, But God, just like in Joseph's life at the end, where all those things had happened, and he could have been depressed and bitter and angry, he told his brothers, but God. And because of that, um, God came down and rescued his people um, through all that pain and all that hurt. And I want to just close with one Bible verse. It's a compilation. Here's David's words in Psalm 42 and 43. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will praise him, my Savior and my God.